As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. There's no crying in baseball! I ate his liver with some father beans. I skinned. If I can change, and you can change, everybody can change! And welcome to another episode of your next favorite movie. I'm your host, Josh G. And today we are continuing Film Effect Vember. And please help me welcome Andrew to the show. Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you all having a good day. <laughs> I, I can't speak for everyone, but I'm all right myself. So how are you doing? I'm doing well. I actually just woke up early this morning to get this uh, going and... I was up kind of late last night recording a podcast with the rest of the theater cast members. So good times. Yeah. Well, and after this, I'll be going to bed. So that's where I'm at. Cause I work a completely different schedule than most people. <laughs> yes. Yeah, from what I've been told. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So why don't you give your spill, tell everyone what they can expect when they tune into the film effect podcast and specifically what they can expect when they tune into your episodes. Cause I know you're not on all of them. Well, I'm not as knowledgeable as the rest of the film with that crew, but I do have, you know, kind of deep passion for movies the way that Ed does, because I grew up, you know, entertained by a lot of them. I'm a big history guy. I really like old movies and whatnot. So I, I guess I have a different perspective from that. I don't really watch a whole, whole lot of like very new age films or anything like that. But, you know, I kind of give my input from, I guess, past tense in a way. But I, I, I grew up watching like sci-fi channel and horror films like that and really big in the like Orson Welles and, you know, Ed Wood from the 1950s and so on and so forth. So, OK, I, I was going to ask you what your definition of old films were, but there you go. That is there you go. That defines you know, like that. the old, old RKO <laughs> before Universal bought them out, stuff like that. So, oh, OK. And why don't you give the spill on what uh, what they do? Because I know you're on quite a bit of the fewer casts anyway. That's a, you know, a weekly podcast where we break down what is going on currently in Hollywood, um, you know, politically speaking and, you know, behind the scenes of films, talking about films that are coming out, our personal opinions on them, so on and so forth. So it's kind of like a freestyle every week, which is more my tempo because I can at least keep up with that. You know what I mean? And for anyone it's out there wondering, I can tell you this, Andrew's famous for recommending movies that he's never seen before. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't even remember how that joke came about, but it was like one of the first episodes of Fewer Cast. I was trying to sell Sean on a movie. And then like at the end of it, I was like, by the way, I've never seen this film. It just looks good. <laughs> oh, that is crazy. All right. Let's get into this week's movie, you're taking me back. I'd seen this years ago, but I needed to revisit. I'm glad I did because, and hopefully you can speak on some of the truer fact nature of it because I'm not positive about that. But before we get there, let's just get into it. We're going back to 2001. We're going to be talking about Blow. We were young, rich, and in love. It was perfect. There are a few people in life. That's this little import export thing in Miami. Who get to have it all. I know what you're up to. Where did you get this stuff? Columbia. Fewer. I bring you in. This is how you pay me back. You get to keep it. Look, George, this is business. I'm great at what I do, Dad. You would be great at anything. Low rated R. Starts Friday. All right. So when did you first see this? 
So I was a little bit late to the party. I probably saw this in like 2005, 2006. I believe it was a fall 2001 film. And I saw it in the back room of my buddy Colin's house. Uh, my buddy Drew introduced me to it, actually. And at the time, I wasn't like a giant Johnny Depp fan, but I really liked Pirates of the Caribbean. I really liked his real life performances, such as Donnie Brasco, you know, Donnie Brasco, Ed Wood. Ed Wood's another one. I know we just talked about Ed Wood, but that's like one of my favorite Johnny Depp films. So, you know, he was he was on a nice little pace of a role going on and blow just happened to be one of those films that I didn't see at the time. So very glad that a few years later I went back and caught up with it. Well, I think I probably actually, I was later than you. I think the first time I watched it was probably 10 years ago. So I was later than to you to the, than you to that party. So, so for anyone that doesn't know, actually, I guess tell everybody what blow is, what it's about. So Blow is, I would say, inspired by and not necessarily based on, but it's inspired by the events of George Young. George Young is a cocaine trafficker from the 1970s and 80s. Um, got really big because he hooked up with Pablo Escobar, who was like the leader of the biggest cartel in Mexico. And they even quoted in the film, I think they said there was like an 85% chance if you were doing cocaine in the 1980s, it came from them to kind of put into context how much, you know, cocaine he was pushing at the time. So that's what the movie's about. The movie's about, you know, the life and times of him as a cocaine dealer, but also the relationship between him and his, well, we'll say kind of craziest wife. Yeah. Yeah. That about sums it up. So I, you mentioned it. You said inspired by. So have you looked up the story of George Young? Because I have not. I did, yeah. When I was younger and I saw this film, I just immediately became entranced by the story. Uh, so I didn't read any like autobiographies, but at the time, that's when like the internet was getting real big. So I just right. kind of dug, dug into it a whole lot of like, you know, old newspaper articles and so on and so forth, just trying to get the real deal behind it. And it's actually... Not as interesting as the movie is, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, you know, it, he basically, and I'll get into it in a moment, but it, you know, he, he went to jail for probably like 10 years, maybe when he did the cocaine bid, but he got out and he went back to jail because he received a shipment of marijuana in 1994. I want to say it was at his Cape Cod home. So Obviously, he didn't put the life behind him, even though he basically got out sky free for the things that he was doing. <laughs> and did not learn, huh? <laughs> I mean, I guess when you're making that much money, it's hard to learn. But, you know, that's 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 probably true. I wouldn't know. I would have no idea. <laughs> I was going to say I wouldn't know. I would never put myself in that position. But at the same time, like, you know, I guess if I had to put my perspective into someone else's shoes, it is kind of hard to walk away from millions of dollars on a daily basis. <laughs> that That's fair. So what is it about this? Why, why is it you wanted to bring this? Why, what keeps you coming back to it? Put it that way. I think it's overall Johnny Depp performances or Johnny Depp's performance. And I just don't know. It's, it's one of those films that I'm just really nostalgic for. Um, like I said, I, I love history and I love movies that are like inspired or based on true stories. And this one's just fun. It's a fun film to sit down and watch. You know, you have a ball with Boston George. 
and his crazy antics. So um, that's probably what keeps me coming back. So I've probably seen this film, geez, 50 times or something like that. And that might even be an understatement. Okay. I also say it's got a great soundtrack on it too. Yes, it does. And, you know, I love how it starts out with Rolling Stones and it's just some of the music. It's, I love 70s rock music in particular. So just hearing some of these tunes just kind of gets you going. Okay. So on the show, we don't get deep into the movie. I think you guys have covered this, right? On the film effect? Yes, we have. Actually, if I'm not mistaken, it was the first film that I did on the podcast. I did it with Ed and Sean. Okay. Um, okay. So a little over a year ago. So you could find that in the archives. Yeah, so if you want to hear the deep dive, because that's what they do over there. They do the deep dive. Go check that out. Russ, over here, we keep it a little spoiler-free. But this next question, I'm curious to see where you're going to go with this. Because this, like you said, it's inspired by true events. So if this movie was to get a sequel, how would you tackle that? Because I'm not sure. And you can go back to the early 2000s and bring everybody back. It's not like we'll get to the remake part next. Just a true sequel to this. What would where would you take it? I would take it with him getting out of jail and kind of obviously it would all have to be made up stuff because he denied a lot of the allegations about being a dealer again. You know, um, I think he did a 15 year bid, which was even longer than the first bid, more or less, because, you know, when you when you get out of jail, you know, uh, you you have all these charges that are still pending. If you go back to jail, then all of these charges come back up. So I f- feel like that's what he, you know, did the 15 year bid for. But I would probably put it in the perspective of, you know, him getting out. And obviously, like I said, it would all have to be very fictitious because nothing is written in stone about this end of the story. But, you know, just kind of have and I'll get to who my actor is, because funny enough, I have an actor that I, I wanted to portray older George, but um you know it'd it be basically that and maybe even his jail time like telling a little bit of stories of him being in jail a little bit more than that they, they did at the end of blow you know what i mean okay well you hinted at it let's get into the who you put as some of these roles because i was curious because listening to uh i forgot what episode you guys did recently it but you guys did top five biopics or biopics and you're you love johnny depp in a biopic so i was curious how you were going to tackle this because he seems to be your go-to guy when it comes to these type of movies i'm pretty sure he's on four out of my five on that list (laughs) (laughs) so there you go um honestly when it comes to young george like if we were to replace him in a modern day actor for blow in particular i don't know i was it's weird i immediately had an actor that came to mind for older george if we made a sequel but if I, if I had to pick a modern-day actor for George now, it would probably be Brad Pitt, honestly, more or less, because I feel like Brad Pitt has this style to him and this suave where he could just slick his hair back and immediately throw his mind state into that role of being like a lucrative drug dealer that thinks everything he's doing is right. You know what I mean? So I'd probably, I'd probably pick Brad Pitt as far as you know that goes for blow. But if we made a sequel, I want Gary Oldman to be old man George. Like Gary Oldman just looks like George Young did before his 
not before his death, but over the, over the past like 15, 20 years, like that's exactly what George Young looked like. So if you want to know what older George Young looked like, look at some of the pictures of Gary Oldman. And that's basically what it looks like. <laughs> oh, wow. Interesting. I didn't know. I haven't, haven't looked at him, so I didn't know that. Hmm. All right. Did you have anybody else like, uh, oh, my goodness, what's the wife's name? God, I don't remember what her name is. <laughs> I feel terrible, but I don't, I don't yeah. remember what her name is. It, I know it's Penelope Cruz. I right. I remember her, but... the actress, and I remember his daughter being Christina. I just can't remember her name. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, uh, God, that's. I don't know who would portray her, but like as far as Diego goes, and it's funny because we were just talking about this last night, me and Corey, but Adrian Pascal is actually who I would pick as Diego. I think that dude is having a fire career right now, and I think it would just work out very well. You mean, are you talking about Pedro Pascal? Oh, th- yes, my bad. Pedro okay, I just Pascal. want to make sure if there, no. there might have been an Adrian Pascal. <laughs> no, no, Pedro. Yeah, you're right. Okay. He's the dude who's playing Joel in The Last of Us HBO show, and also he was in The Mandalorian. Well, God, it, I I can't think of anybody to be Martha. Martha, honestly. Got Martha. There you go. <laughs> well, he came up with her name, at least. <laughs> yeah, huh. It's a good question. I don't really have anybody off the top of my head. How about for Derek? Because I, I I had forgotten that Paul Rubens is even in this movie. <laughs> Derek for real. Honestly, and this might sound weird, but bear with me. I I I would throw some makeup and maybe even a wig on Tom Holland. And I would probably have him be like a very sporadic character, much like the way that Pee Wee Herman handled it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and maybe I'm having a different imagery in my head than most, but yeah, I would probably do that because I think Tom Holland is really good as like a you know methodical actor when need be. No, I agree with that. Yeah, other than other than his youth, which you could make him up to look a little older, so it could work because he could definitely pull off the acting part well, of that's, the role. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Derek for real in the film is supposed to be like mid to late twenties. He just oh okay. <laughs> he just looks he looks older because it's Paul Rubin playing, right. him, but he's okay. he's supposed to be like a kind of a younger fella, you know. Oh well, in that case, yeah, I think you're okay with it. I didn't realize that. Like I said, I didn't look up the true story, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, so I was I was thinking it's Paul, funny though because that that Pee Wee Herman Paul Rubin mm-hmm. looks exactly like Derek Farrell in real life. Like oh. that's what he looks like. Honestly, because oh, oh, so, <laughs> he's hey. he's a very flamboyant guy. So like all the makeup that he's got on him, the cadence that he has, like that's Derek. So okay, all right. Well, that's simple then. I didn't realize that. So there you go. This see, this is why I like bringing people when it's their favorite because they know all this stuff that I'm not gonna know. Sure. I mean, and again, these all come from like interviews because they didn't. It's not like they were recording each other back in the day. But yes, the way that he like handles himself, that's very Paul Rubens. Well, there we go. All right, Andrew, this is what I want you to do. I want you to give that final pitch on why someone who maybe hasn't seen Blow, maybe they should go back and give it another shot. Maybe they haven't seen it in a while, why they should revisit it. Give that final pitch. My final pitch for Blow is if you're intrigued by uh, true stories, if you're intrigued by, I guess, criminal enterprises in a way, this isn't exactly like an all-out gangster film or anything like that, but it's more of like a touching side of a dark history. Um, obviously, 
you know, most people have probably heard of um, El Padron, which is, you know, Pablo Escobar. But uh, this tells more of a story of his trafficking, but more or less the people around him. Not just George Young, but, you know, Diego, Derek Farrell, so on and so forth. And it, it does a really good job of telling a true story, a sinister story at that but it kind of makes it more apologetic for an American audience or just an audience in general. Um, Cause obviously, you know, you are telling a story about dealing drugs, like a lot of gunshots, a lot of death, a lot of misery, so on and so forth. But this isn't really about that. This is more about, you know, like the hard times of being a dealer and the emotional stress that he goes through, especially in the second half of the movie. So I think it's a great film because, again, Johnny Depp does an extremely, extremely well job of portraying real life people. And I have no idea why he just does. He nails it. So if you've never seen Blow, it's definitely my favorite Paul Rubens performance. Not that that's really saying a whole, whole lot, but but it's definitely my favorite Johnny Depp performance as well. And despite Penelope Cruz being like completely unhinged and really annoying in some scenes she really does bring this like kind of all together for him especially toward the end so yeah i highly recommend it it's one of my favorite films ever and i've went back and watched it quite a few times to say the least i got that so there we go i think that's gonna wrap this one up why don't you tell everybody where they can find you where they can find the podcast you know all that good stuff i don't really do twitter too too much but uh my so my Twitter handle is at birdnasty. That is N A S T A Y. But again, I don't really use Twitter too too much. So you can more or less find me on Facebook. You know, I'm on Instagram. Uh, my name's Andrew Perry Snyder. If you're interested in looking around for that, and of course, more or less, you could find me on the Film Effect podcast once a week on Fewercast, uh, where we do and you know, kind of a chilled out hour to an hour and a half weekly roundup if you will of all things hollywood and you know the politics of it the movies what's coming out and what our opinions on it are so if you want to have a good time for an hour an hour and a half catch us on fridays all right and as always you can follow the show at ynf movie pod most active on twitter actually where a lot of the podcasts are easiest thing to do go to linktr.ee slash ynf movie pod it'll have all the podcast platforms social media YouTube channel, my personal letterbox, so you can see what I'm watching that's not being discussed on the show. Be sure to come back next week as we'll be joined by Justin, and we'll be talking. He'll tell you why The Last Dragon should be your next favorite movie. Till then, you guys take care, and I'll talk to you next time.